Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. This week, my guest is from Worcester, Massachusetts. They are sax. Yes, like the knife. Evil speed metal. Fucking kick-ass awesomeness. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. I am... I don't know what kind of mood I'm in. It's been a crazy last week. I did get to attend a show last Friday night at Kaiju here in Louisville, Kentucky. It was Belushi Speedball. That was rad as hell. It was their first show in, like, forever. And I'm glad I got to be a part of it. I've never actually seen them live than other than the fact that when the time they were in at the radio station when I was working at WCHQ. So seeing their actual live performance this time was crazy and fun. And the company was great too, for sure. So, but as I said, you know, I don't know what kind of mood I'm in. It's definitely been an interesting last week, you know, with laws being passed around Florida and Texas and, that's just shitty stuff, along with uh, everything that happened yesterday with Russia and the Ukraine and everything. I don't really know 
where I stand as a human, I guess. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy to say, but, you know, this is a completely 100% open, honest form. And, you know, if you all have any uh, questions, concerns, whatever, you want to talk about anything, shoot me a line, metalforgeradio at gmail.com. We'll get it going. We'll get a dialogue started. And next week, holy hell, next week, my guest is going to be Blind Scryer. And uh, tomorrow night... On the 26th of February, they're doing their EP release for Controlled Burn. And also next week, with not only their interview, we're going to have Athena's first review here on the show. So that's going to be rad stuff. I'm so looking forward to it. And I want to take this moment right now and introduce to you the other new member of the Metal Forge family, Jason Gardner from Temptations Wings. Yeah, that's right. That's the guy that was on the show a couple weeks back. He's going to do some album reviews as well. So be on the lookout for him, too. Super cool stuff. We're growing. It's like a fucking wildfire out here. And I am so glad for that. Because it's all about the support and the love that you guys give. And it lets me know that, hey, keep doing this show because we like it. And that's so fucking cool to me. Thank you all so much. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You'll get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. But let's go ahead and get this show on the road. This is from Sax, from the Fallout Rituals album. This is Feed the Reaper.
All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined here on the line from Worcester, Mass., with the guys in Saks. Dudes. Woo! What's going on, people? Ah! Yeah, what's going on? How how the fuck are you guys? Oh, hey, man, we're just uh, trying to uh, get back to work on, uh, you know, finishing up our uh, new album here and uh, getting back to play some more shows and um, see some fans. And uh, after all, you know, this bullshit that we've been going through the past couple of years. Like, yeah, the COVID nonsense. Been right. a little slow, but you know, we're getting back to playing some uh, shows this year and um, putting out mu- new music. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. But before we do, let's uh, go around the room and introduce ourselves here. Who do I have on the line with me? Okay, so I'm Carmine Blaze, the vocalist. I'm Derek on drums. And I'm Sam. I just joined the band a couple years back. I'm on guitar. Awesome, awesome. How is things up in Mass right now? Uh, things were pretty good. They were bad over the winter, like during December and stuff, during Christmas and everything. We actually played a show where uh, we almost thought we weren't going to be able to play it due to, uh, like, we had um, the Omicron. Yeah, the Omicron variant, and there was, like, one band that had to drop off, uh, but we still got through the show, still got to play it and everything, so that was cool. Wow. But it was bad for a while, but it's a lot better now. It's a lot better now. For sure. Music in general has just been so crazy the last couple of years with the whole COVID mm-hmm. thing. And just, I'm just glad people are starting to actually get to play again. And my band included, you know, that we can actually just sit there and look forward to playing decent shows. And it seems like most of the, most of the bands that I've dealt with have been really cool about, you know, doing the right thing, as they say. You know, wearing masks mm-hmm. when they need to, making sure that, you know, if venues are requiring vaccination cards and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're all vaccinated. You know, we miss playing as much as any, as, as anybody else, but, but, you know, we're all, we're also trying to be smart about it, you know, be safe, be safe about it, you know? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's like if you don't have your fans there, you know, it's like there's no point at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like like it's it's hard playing those shows where it's like at first where it's like you can't like have people like mosh or anything or get close to each other, you know, and stuff like that. It's very awkward. You know what I mean? Luckily, we didn't run into a lot of that, but we were playing a lot of shows during the whole thing. So, yeah, we didn't start playing shows again until like, like, uh, like uh, late this past October. But, uh, but every show we've played – We've played set. The sense has been fucking awesome. Definitely. Is you're, yeah, you're seeing sure, the people sure. that you haven't Fuck seen yeah. for so long and just having fun. Absolutely. But I've, I've only been to uh, probably two shows personally. And, uh, you know, big concerts, big concerts. And, um, you know, like, like the, the energy, the energy is just so great. It feels so good to be back feels so good to be back to live events um and just to hear live music again you know what i mean oh you, for sure you can just tell like you can just tell tell that like everybody's stoked to see to see, to see you know that live music is, is a thing again you know people can just go out and have a great time and take take their mind off mind off all the bullshit because like i feel like before the pandemic people were kind of getting to a point where they could kind of take live music for granted they could just stay home and watch like youtube netflix or whatever and once the live shows went away people were people were just like holy shit this this is cool but it's it's not the same thing not even close so when so as soon as live music came back came back people are just like Fuck yeah, this is awesome. I'm so glad we have this back. Definitely. You know, like and I and I feel like anyone who lived lived through the whole COVID nineteen pandemic, anyone who lived lived through that is never ever gonna take live music for granted ever again. 
Brian, I know I won't. Definitely. Just even taking it to a, a, just a regular life scenario, I, I think there's a lot of things that people missed on top of just music that they won't take for granted ever again, like spending time with your loved ones. Oh, Maybe, hell yeah. You know, I, I worked in a service industry where I had to go in and out of healthcare facilities and just so many people like in in uh elderly care mm. communities and such they couldn't see their families and and it's just like yeah. stuff like that i think the younger generations are just not going to take for granted anymore because you never know what can happen exactly. oh, yeah yeah the covid thing just took everybody by surprise it happened so so abruptly it's like it's like one minute there's all these shows and people are having a great time and the the the, the, the next the, the, there's a, the, there's a long line to get get do 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 simple things like get into into the supermarket. Right, absolutely. So let's go ahead and talk about. You said you were writing and recording your new album. Yes, yes. That's uh, super a lot rad. of writing. I'm sorry. That's super rad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we always enjoy the writing process. Um, we didn't do anything for a while. We kind of shut down for months. Our bass player, uh, his mother has, has uh, you know some like health issues, so we didn't see him for a while. So we couldn't get together like as a five piece. Um, so we started kind of like writing the album a little bit separately, um, part by part, really. Um, doing like guitars and drums mainly, like kind of the rhythm stuff. Uh, and then kind of put it together piece by piece with vocals and lyrics. Sources of the songs coming from different parts of the band, put it all together, and finally we got we got it all, all together. We like just finished. Everything's like just finished, ready to go, and um, you know, hopefully people like it. Well, it's, definitely, we put a lot of work into it. That's for sure. Definitely. So obviously, the with the pandemic, how we were talking about it a minute ago, it really greatly affected the way you guys worked as a team before. Mm-hmm. See, and that's yeah, fascinating yeah, we, to me because I have yeah, my way uh, of doing things. Yes, absolutely. Like, um, you know, I. I you know, uh, the way the way we do things is always together, always together, always in the same room, never like sending emails or anything like that. It's just like getting together, making the music and then showing the people the parts. And then, um, it, you know, people come up with parts on their own, you know, like the bells and whistles of the songs, like like solos and stuff like that. But we're always together. So that's why the pandemic really, really affected us because we, we couldn't get to the same room together. Right. Um, and we're, and we're just, we're just not the type of people who are like, Oh, I got a song. Like I'm, I'll send you the email, like write the parts and we'll record in like separate rooms. We, we kind of did that when we did the track for the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, but as far as writing, yeah, it, it, it was, it was annoying. We're very old school in that sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that really works for some people, though, because I'm very old school in that sense as well. I'll write riffs and stuff at home and present it to my dudes and say, hey, here's what I got. Mm -hmm. What do you you guys think? And they'll do the same thing. But we're there in the same room. We're writing. We're we're digging through and in the in the trenches together. And then there's Mm -hmm. then there's other guys that I know that are just like in 12 different bands and they're they're just emailing shit back and forth and, and, and putting Mm -hmm. it together. It's like, how the fuck do you do that? (laughs) Send the wrong song to the wrong guy. And all of a sudden you got like polka thing going over some like, you know, like, like heavy metal thing. It's like, Oh shit. Sorry. That's the polka thing. I was supposed to send that to us, sir. uh, Sir uh, Donington and um, um, ye old England over here. I don't know. Something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you keep track of all that shit? 
Definitely. So with yeah, the- that's Polinsky, polka, polka king of the Midwest. <laughs> you know, God damn polka king. Polka king of the Midwest sold sold six hundred and thirty two copies in nineteen seventy two. How right. do you know that? How do you know that fact? <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen that movie like a hundred times. Oh, okay, okay, okay. right. Oh, okay. okay. So, I thought you like really knew it. Like it was a real thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you can really do the influence on the snowstorm. So do you have a do you have oh, a date? Oh yeah, like, like Gus Polinsky influence all all over the place. The writing's on the wall. Right. <laughs> nice. So do you guys have a date in mind for an album release? Uh, not right now. Not right not now. It's, it's hard to say. Not to like supply chain issues, like with physical release. You know, like there's nothing. Nothing, de- nothing definite right now. Nothing definite. Right. Tentative it's, fall. It's, it's hard to confirm whether or not a ten- fall or not. But like, it's hopefully like it's, by the soonest it would be fall. Mid fall. Yeah. Tentative. Tentatively in the tentatively in the fall, but but we we can't really say anything definite right now. Yeah, we don't have an actual right. Because obviously, the with the supply chain issues and everything, and I actually have right here a uh, oh hell yeah, dude, fuck yeah, a nice vinyl, a nice uh, vinyl package copy of Fallout Rituals. I love. Let's ask. So, where did you pick that up? Did you pick that up um, on daycare? No, I actually I work part time in a record store and I stock it. Oh right on! Oh yeah, so I placed I placed this album in in the store for you because I heard it, I heard it on Bandcamp. Like I wasn't familiar with um with you or like any of your background. Oh no 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 absolutely. Uh, I partnered up with a local store here in Louisville, Kentucky, and he wanted to start an independent metal section. And he asked me to reach reach out to these different distributors and get some stuff, and that was on the list. So I checked out all of the like the entire list of like distribution of the bands that they had had, and I heard and I was like, "Holy shit, these dudes are awesome! I I want to put them in the store, oh, and yeah. see what we can but see what yeah. we can do with it." So I no, know you're at least you, in you one store it. in the Midwest. <laughs> All right. Oh, badass! Because I think record stores, yeah, where the digital uh, market has gone to this completely insane level where you can buy everything, you can pre-order everything, but I still believe in a brick and mortar record store. Something that you can yeah. go in and dig oh, through the stacks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It, there's nothing like it. No. We are um, huge advocators of um, going to record stores in uh, pretty much almost every city we play in. Um, and we bring our records, you know, CX yeah. records, um, and, and, you know, and friends give us records uh, of their shit um, that we that we love. You know, we bring them with us to record stores and and trade records and everything. And uh, you know, we love doing that stuff. We love supporting local record stores, especially when we're out touring and everything like that. And uh, when they shelve our records, and, you know, like that, that means more like, people streaming your your music and seeing just the numbers. It's cool, but knowing that some your, your record's there and somebody has it in their house, like you know, maybe even hanging on their wall or something. Definitely. You know what I mean? It, it, it's something way cooler. Or, or when they bring it to a show and they want you to sign it or something, no matter how big or small you think your band is, it still feels cool when it happens. Definitely. You know what I mean? So oh, um, I agree one hundred percent with that. 
Yeah. yeah. And like it, it really goes underappreciated with the impact of picking up a record at a record store that you've never heard of, you've never even like have no knowledge of the band at all. Taking like that chance of buying it, taking it home, putting it on, put the needle down the wax, and like you get blown away. Like <laughs> that's so like underrated because like discovering music now is just I feel like people yeah. just take it for granted, you know, like with all the streaming services and everything. Yeah. Like it's so easy just to like stumble upon like your next favorite band. Right. Yeah, it was for me. It was like CDs. It wasn't necessarily vinyl. You know, for me, it was like CDs and cassettes. You know, because yeah, sure. like you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a '90s kid. Like this guy over here is a '90s kid, like late '80s '90s kid. You know what I mean? So we we had CDs. Yeah, I would pick up CDs at a store, just like on like school field trips. <laughs> right. Get to a record store and buy like a death metal album and listen to it on the bus on my disc man on the way home. Definitely. <laughs> Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. I think there's something completely different about, you know, just being able to go in to a record store. And yeah, new vinyls being pressed like crazy these days because obviously everything's a year behind on pressing. Yep. 
more on that in a second. But just, I always noticed when I was a kid, like in my parents' record collection, the smell of the vinyl, like the, the cardboard that it came oh, in. That, yes. That weird, oh, yeah. musky, weird smell that it has. And just, yeah. there's something alluring about that. That when I go to a store and I'm just sitting there flipping through way old shit, that's just like, it's like reminds me of being a kid, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. The difficulty of uh, un un saran wrapping a Ziploc jewel case. Oh yeah. my god, it's like tearing tearing those apart, just like in the corners, and you're like kicking, yeah. kicking it to open. What, what once you know how to do it, it's pretty easy though. You're like look, like you know how that the, there's a little slit, like yeah, I know, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 I know. I couldn't do it right. Yeah. Oh my god! The I work. feel like the work was 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 like trying to take the take the little sticker off the top. And yes, the that was just gonna say the that exact same thing. Fun. Like, like the, the the plastic to me was the easy part. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I still hate doing that to this day because at that record oh, store, oh god, that shit is like the literal worst. It but is, then, but then once you finally get it open and the CD's open and you pop it in the CD player. And, and you hear a badass song over the album, you're like, fuck yes. This is what makes it all worth it. You yeah, know, that's what I, I remember. I said, it worth it, dude. I remember being like 14, 15 years old, going to the record store and picking up a CD and not having a disc man at the time, but like not having a, a car stereo with a CD player either. And just still, even opening the CD in the car just to look at the artwork before even getting mm -hmm. home and being able to play it. Seeing just like yep. looking at it and being like, holy shit, this is going to sound awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The artwork too. Exactly. Yep. And re and open up, opening, opening up the lyrics and see and seeing like the pictures of the band, the, the lyric, the lyrics and everything else that comes inside yep. the equipment that they use. Definitely all the, all the, the shout outs and thank yous and, yeah, yeah. you know, like reading the thank yous in use your illusions one and two, where he says, fuck St. Louis and stuff like that. And just like <laughs> yeah. all of yeah. that stuff is so cool. Or like, or like twisted sisters love, love is for suckers. You like you open up, you open up the booklet and there, there's a part where D Snyder's talking shit about Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> that's great <laughs> but i think that's a lost art you know with the digital market because yeah you can get digital booklets and shit like that but who wants to download a pdf file to you know when you get to like fallout rituals the the insert is awesome because it's yeah, yeah, I'm doing the sound effect thing here. It's Hell super yeah. thick Holy paper. It's it's glossy both sides, and is just totally rad to to just hold and and look at. You know, and Hell it yeah, is I mean, almost like an art piece. Oh like yeah, fuck yeah! And another so thing that I've always that's another thing that's like gone by the wayside in a lot of this is you guys also included a poster and yep. stuff like that is like it's it's super cool to me because. Nobody thinks to do it anymore. They did it back in the day for like su super special releases, but just having something like that and it, it, it makes the product in my opinion more so the visual and all the extras, the bells and whistles are still part of everything, the music and all of that. 
Yeah, and, and like, you know, like not even all those things um, included in our albums have even been totally our ideas, but we're totally 100% for them. You know, you know, the whoever releases our album, they're like, we want to put a poster in there. We're like, yes, definitely put a poster in there. Um, if you, you know, put a put a you know a sticker in there with the whatever it is, you know, like put, you know, put it in there, put everything in there. It it, it could even be like be like like the original release of Alice Cooper School School's, School's album, out. Where like we're like it includes the and includes like a pair of like red panties or something. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah we're getting ideas now. Or now bit- we get ideas. Billion dollar babies. The meatball sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Has CX written on it uh, <laughs> with all our pieces toasted into the bun. <laughs> and, it, and it and it comes with an actual CX. Make make sure make sure you take that out that that out before you bite into it though. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, we should now let people know that the album will not be coming with a meatball sandwich. We're sorry yeah. for anybody who's looking forward to that. Or an actual Seahawks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be sick of it. Like a Seahawks shaped sticker would be pretty cool, though. But you are going to see some sick killer pictures on the album that we just took today. Yes. We were at a castle today <laughs> taking photos for the album. Uh, and we and we throw we froze our balls off, but the but, but the photographer we, we work with today, Lightwitch, fucking incredible. Like she's taking she's taking a lot of great great pictures for like for like people for like other bands and stuff. Yeah, like friends of ours, super all all fucking killers. Hell yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Has a vision and like, I, I feel like she really captured like the vision we had for those photos to be like in our album like perfectly. Like she just totally got her vibe. Taking all these like dynamic angles, like she knew like all the right positions to just make us a fucking and feel badass. And, like that's what you really want, you know? Right. I felt badass today. Oh yeah. yeah. She knew exactly what we wanted, and she nailed it to a T. Hell yeah! We, like, like, like we couldn't be happier with it. Definitely. All right, so, well, yeah, hopefully there'll be more collectibles in this next album coming up. We were talking a little bit ago about supply chain issues and and so on and so forth. If there is a possibility of the vinyl being pushed out a year from whenever you guys are done recording and it and final approval and all that stuff, does is that not something that are you going to wait on doing the CD release as well or and do it all at one time? I think it's all up to the label now. Uh, you know, well, those things are being done by two separate entities uh, or two separate um, people. So um, it could be done separately, depending on. But that um, those people have to work together. Definitely. Yeah, uh, they want to release it. I, they probably want to release it together. They're working with each other. Well, um, it's it's they're like sister labels. I think. <laughs> Okay. Well, it it seems like it's just a a painstaking process because I see so many bands that are that want to release albums and and put it on vinyl and CD, but they have to do a CD release first because you know, there's such a backlog of wait time on the vinyl end. And to me, that seems like it'd be really difficult on your sales and pre-orders and such because I know I purchased something last year that was supposed to be out in in like May, and I didn't get it until the beginning of December because of supply issues. And I had actually, I had forgot that I even ordered it because I pre-ordered it in November right. of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I've, I've actually had that happen too. Like when I order like a newer record, and like it comes months later, and I'm like, oh my god, I like forgot all about buying this. I pre-ordered it even like a year ago. I'm like, oh wow. 
Right. You know, it's just like a, it's, it's almost like a nice surprise, but it's like by the time they get it, yeah, it, it can be difficult because it's like, oh, well, the hype of the album releases. I mean, you know, because like you, you kind of fizzled sure, out. Maybe because like you know, if like when the album comes out, you know. I've, well, I've well, we have been told. <laughs> By our people that that the that, that fall should not be a problem for us for the release of both. Yeah, so nice. uh, on vinyl, on vinyl especially. So like like it's something that um, we're hoping is correct. You know, um, and if there's any um, changes to that, you know, we will definitely like be posting online about it and everything like that. Yeah, um, and just the roll of the punches. Well, <laughs> is so since there's not really a date set yet, but just hopefully fall do we have a name yet are you allowed to give a name or anything uh of the album yeah yeah the album's gonna be called speed inferno nice. speed inferno speed inferno ah! yes that is so rad that's i'm so glad for her the speed thing is so cool and speed metal is coming yeah. along nicely i think and it's just it's just it's well, it's its own new thing again yeah and, and like that that's who we are that's who we want to be. So we just try to, uh, lack of a better term, fucking get after it with it with the fucking speed. It's going to start off fucking fast. It's going to end fucking fast. It's going to fucking give you attitude. Yeah. It's not going to stop. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to rip people's throats out and just cause all kinds of speed induced mayhem. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's all about mayhem. right there. Yeah. Hell yeah, speed induced mayhem. I love so, it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I know all the listeners out there will be as well. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. 
Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So let's go ahead and switch gears here. Let's go ahead and get into some general profile questions about you guys as people, because that's what we all are day to day. You know, what was the best concert you ever attended? Oh, shit. Carmine, you go first. okay? Best concert I ever attended. Well, I've been to I've been to a lot of fucking badass concerts, but I would say the best one I ever went to was uh, first night of Vakken in 2009. I I got to see Running Wild do the do the show that's now on the final Jolly Roger DVD. So it was Running Wild and then Heaven and Hell back to back. That was the last time I ever got to see Ronnie James Dio live. Oh wow! So, oh yeah, man, that's it. Yeah, it, that 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 was just like a that was just like the most badass night of my life. Life. Hell yeah! All right, so I, I would say the greatest, the coolest show I've been to was seeing all the members of Black Sabbath at Ozfest. The original members. That was probably the coolest possible thing. I also saw Metallica. Metallica was my first show at 13. But like, probably my, my ultimate favorite was Iron Maiden on the Legacy of the Beast tour that they just did a few years ago. Right. And I, I got, I was fucking trash for that show. I was fucking absolutely fucking trash. And they played so many good songs. They opened up with fucking Where Eagles Dare. It was so fucking amazing. Dude, they play the ass. yeah, they play the Klansmen. Right, and I was at the I was at that tour thing. also. Yeah. Oh my god! And then fucking they played. I think they played Iron Maiden, and then I fucking passed out in my chair, just fucking drunk, and I don't remember the rest of the show at all. <laughs> I remember just like walking back to my car, trying not to puke, and then um, then it took uh, my other guitar player Hell. This is Sam here, but our other guitar player Hell like an hour and a half to find my car. Oh shit! He had to, oh yeah, 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 he called me. He's like, Derek, 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 I can't find your car. I can't, I can't. I was like, it's in the middle of the parking lot, dude. He's like, yeah, there's no shot. There's no way I'm gonna fucking find that shit. And then finally, one of our friends fucking found him. Our friend Doug. He was like, hey, I found hell. I was like, my car's right over here. Two seconds, huh? Nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, one other thing that's worth no- noting about Vakken, that same festival was also the last time I ever got to see Lemmy live oh. with Motorhead. Sick. Yeah. Sick. What about you, Sam? What's your best show ever? Best show ever? I mean, can't beat seeing Goddamn Drew Priest, man. Like, I remember uh, first time I saw Priest was in like 2011 on the Epitaph tour, and I remember like being so pumped too that like you know it was like the first tour they had without KK, and I remember thinking. Like, Oh man, it's my first time seeing Juice Priest. It's not gonna be with fucking KK down, you know, I'm so bummed. But then like I saw Richie Faulkner on stage and they fucking tore through that set so good. Like I, I walked away from that gig with like a different like idea of like, oh you know, maybe Juice Priest can still fucking kick ass, you know, and like they still do and like the fucking albums they put out since are like fucking carrying the goddamn torch for all of us, man. Like and like I've seen him like uh two or three times on the firepower tour and I I got the tickets that were postponed for like the one that they uh, were supposed to do this last uh, go around so I'll be seeing them again in like April and like yeah I just fucking I mean you just can't get in a classic than that. Definitely um, you know you brought up Maiden and you brought up Priest. So which is it? Priest or Maiden? Oh, 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 oh. You know, it's, oh. It's, it's, it's hard. Like I like like I love 
Like, like I love, I love both. Like Iron Maiden's got some, know, great, some, great, some great album because, like, you know, Seventh Son especially is my favorite album, and there's like a lot of great stuff stuff on that. And like, I don't think ever Maiden's ever really done a bad album, but I've always person personally been more partial to Judas Priest. I mean, like, just in terms of longevity and like, you know, kind of deal. I mean, that it's, it's like fucking Iron Maiden was listening to Judas Priest, guaranteed when they were like playing, learning how to play it. At least, at least that's how I've seen it. You know, like, they're both from, like, very geographically similar, uh, like, the England, you know? Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> are from the same darn country. They're from the England. Well, like, the the, England. Yeah, the England. England. The England. The England. I didn't want to, like, narrow it down. Yeah. So, so there are two bands. They're from England. <laughs> yeah, they're from England. And, um... Which is on the planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 God damn it! Very similar geography. All right, all right. Okay, so okay, okay. Twenty twenties me, early thirties me would have said made it. Now it's probably priest. Right. I know what it flipped, but if you gave me a top ten of albums between the two, I guarantee you would be close to five and five of each. I could see that. Uh, I I used to not be a Maiden fan. Like ever, it's like I don't, I don't like the 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 high operatic shit. You know, I didn't like it, but I, but for some stupid reason, I like Judas Priest. And honestly, I had to go see Maiden live, and then I became, yeah. and then I became a fucking mm. massive fan. And now I've True. seen them like five times. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really can't deny Iron Maiden's like stage show. I mean, it's, it's oh no, fucking- it's, it's one of the best. Off the line, like it's a it's a tr- it's a true experience. Like like if you'd yeah. never seen Maiden, like you're doing yourself a service. Like mm-hmm. you know, well, even like like it's one of those things where it's like you, you gotta spend the extra dollar and like get closer as close to the stage as possible because like you know their stage is just larger than life. Well, and here's Not the thing with that: Priest doesn't like try to do the same thing. They obviously do. Um, you know, like I've, I've like the couple of times I've seen them recently, I and mean, like their stage, like they got the huge lights, they got pyros, they got fucking huge screens with like the, the uh, animations going like what you know the, the metal god like character with the firepower dudes like flying across the field like that's super fucking awesome to see like while you fucking see like you know Judas Priest fucking doing what they've been doing you know right for fucking 50 years now and it's it's fucking incredible man it's incredible to see someone like Rob Alford still being able to sing a song like Game Killer or still be able to sing a song like freaking like you know, Saints uh, in Hell. Like, see, yeah, they brought back Saints in Hell like last couple of times. And that was at the age, awesome. at the age of seventy, no less. Right. Yeah. And and I, when I, I, I saw hope, him, I hope I can still do that at seventy. No shit. Exactly. Sabbath or Zeppelin? Yeah, Sabbath. I would. I would definitely say Sabbath. Sabbath for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Sabbath, especially Dio era. Ah, okay. Yeah, you can have a drummer. I say Sabbath. Definitely. So, so we're uh, three for three here. You've actually, you've all agreed on Priest, and you've all agreed on Sabbath. So, hell yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah, the the cool thing about Sabbath is is like is like with with every with every singer, it's a it's it's like they were they were going for a slightly different style, and like other than the than like what like one or two albums, I don't think there's ever really been a bad era of Black Sabbath. Right. And honestly, I like like Tony Martin era Sabbath. I really do. Oh, Power dude, Metal yeah. Sabbath. For sure. It's like Oh my god, Headless Cross, Chore. 
I even like Glenn Hughes era, the uh, Seven Star album. Yeah, I love oh, that absolutely. One. Yeah, like like I said, that whole power metal era when like Tony's like coked out of his head. <laughs> yeah. Look to the people. And I even and I know a lot of people shit on it, but like I really dig stuff like Forbidden and stuff as well. You know, honestly, like I, I think the biggest issue with that album was like the, the, what they chose for like an opening track, just because it's yeah. so jarring. Yeah. It's so jarring. Like, the fact that like that's like the first thing you hear, it kind of it sets like the average listener like at an unease because of like all the different like little things they're doing, like like the dissonant, um, like voicing, like with all the different instruments and stuff. Like it, it definitely sets you off edge, and it kind of turn it would turn the average listener off. And I feel like it would even turn like the average like, Sabbath fan off, and it, it does. Right. Um, but like the rest of the album, like doesn't really like give that same vibe, and like it's honestly like a lot easier to listen to. Um, it's definitely an album that I think I think would grow on you, especially like if you were big into like you know the uh, the non Aussie um, Sabbath albums, like because that's kind of like you know, obviously. Like when you get introduced to Black Sabbath, like it's it's probably through like you know the first couple of albums just because like they get the, it's the most commercially successful, right? And then like when you kind of like, you know begin to like at least you know for the album, if you've had the you know privilege of like being born, you know like and being able to experience like every level of Sabbath, you know the timeline wise, like that's got to be fucking amazing. Um, but like you know for some of my age that like, discovers Black Sabbath. You know, you, you get those first couple albums under your belt, and then like you, you discover like the other albums, and like you either do one of two things: you either are like, "Oh, that's not Ozzy, fuck that shit," or you're like, "Oh, who is that? He sounds fucking amazing," and it still, you know, it sounds like Black Sabbath because fucking Tony Iommi's like fucking god, right? You know, like everything he plays just turns to gold. You know, honestly, I would probably yeah. be willing. I would probably be willing to sit there and bet that like. Unless you had parents that listened to, even still, to say, even in that era, in cl- as classic rock, if you didn't have parents that listened to that kind of music, probably the first, like, exposure you had to Black Sabbath was probably in the film Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Oh, true, yeah. You know, because oh, yeah, I know that's how it was for me. I, you know, they play paranoid as soon as like, uh, they're, they're at the, like the, the drive in restaurant shit. And it's just like, what is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. As soon as you hear that beginning of that riff, it's like, fuck. And you find out who it is. And then you go back to like the first album. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have you ever snorted coke off of a 78 Canto? No? You ain't no 
Man. Weird question. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports radio for being a proud sponsor of it's gonna get weird frank green scott clark yeah a couple more questions what's your sure. favorite condiment what's your favorite condiment carmine uh any type of hot sauce like like you, frank's Lula, valentina top like top tapatio like any type of hot sauce i love like i love anything spicy all right so my favorite condiment is um okay I'm just thinking about like my favorite moment for condiments, and that is like some. I I don't like condoms that taste like mint. Oh, <laughs> I don't like to put condiments on steak, but if I had to, a one steak sauce. Oh, and I like on a burger too. I love that shit. I can okay. eat that shit all day. Yeah, Sam. Um, probably the one I eat the most would be hot sauce. Um, I, I love hot like sauce. yeah. I've got a fucking love hot sauce. Metal force. Like, whether it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, I gotta try some of that. Um, that sounds, like, do you know like, what it's made out of? Like, what kind of peppers? Uh, Does it have Carolina peppers? No, it's actually habanero and fatale pepper. And it's got a sweet. It does have a sweet uh, backside on it where it's uh, apple and elderberry in the back back part. Ooh, that sounds really like it would pair nicely. It, you know, because habanero is a really nice flavor. It is. Like, and it's got a nice amount of heat, too. I mean, I don't know. Like, like I, I'd i say the hot sauce I probably have the most would be, like, Montina or, like, Cholula or, um, like, Cholula's just your But um, there's, like, this, this you know, local, uh, like, Puerto Rican food place that I like to go to in New Hampshire that fucking makes really sick. Hell yeah. Hot sauce. Like, so a couple of hot sauces and an A1 sauce. That's 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 cool stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. I agree though uh, about putting condiments on steak. If it's if it's good enough steak, you should never have to. Yeah, yeah. I, like the A one steak, it's like okay, somebody put their heart into this steak, but they messed up. It's not their fault. So I'm just gonna get some A one sauce. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. When I, whenever I grill steak, I like season it up to, to the point where hopefully nobody likes to use anything on it. Definitely, exactly. I'm that way mm-hmm. as well. For the listeners out there, recommend a band or, or somebody to get into. Oh, Carmine, this is definitely a question for you. Oh, let's see. Okay. Um, let's see. Stalker from New Zealand are really good. Tower from New York City. Uh, newer band Hellpriest from Vermont. They're fucking solid. Uh, Arch Druid from Vermont. Uh, Adamantis, they're a really cool power metal band, band from Boston. Great bunch of guys. More in the light. Um, Rangers are a really good band. Ah uh, shit! Anybody more than a like just a little bit? Anybody more than more than just a little? Well, well, I mean Rangers from Finland. Well, yeah, no, that's right, that's right. I mean, I mean that that that's not really. No, no, not, you're right, you're right. That's you're not right. really cool. Uh, Stallion from Germany's really good. White Tower from uh, from Greece. Uh, Warrior Path, I think they're also from Greece, aren't they? Yeah, they. Um, I know that White Tower band just put out their first full length. Oh, and we toured with these guys a few years ago. Uh, Road Rash from Canada. Absolutely, metal maniacs from Vancouver. Yeah, dude, you, ever, you ever heard those guys? I, I have actually. Um, 
I'm friends with Andrew and and he put out some of their stuff as well from, oh, uh, nice. oh, from Metal Assault Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. I actually have one of I have the seven inch single. Yes, yes. Oh, six hundred sixty six miles, miles an hour. hour. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> also blood blood star from salt lake city they're really good fucking yeah. right they are back last week i went to um there's a bar in louisville here that i frequent and they do a byov bring your own vinyl and i took oh, nice. and i took my copy of the fear in and like the place loved it it's like yeah now i just need to fucking get them here to louisville <laughs> hell yeah so i'm actually i will actually be attending uh hell's heroes in april and they will be playing hell's heroes i'll be there oh fuck yeah so we'll definitely have to meet up or something and say and have a beer or something i'm fucking down i've got one more question but before we do uh do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today any shout outs carmine you got any shout outs, Derek? Well, we want to give a shout out to uh, Lightwitch. Uh, Lightwitch, hell yeah. They're giving the pictures today uh, to uh, Diabolic Bite Records and Iron Shield Records. We're going to be uh, putting out the album. Um, and, shout out to uh, Eli for recording. Shadow. Shadow. Uh, huh? City. Yeah. Shadow Kingdom. Right. No, no. Shadow Iron, Iron Shield. Iron Shield. Yeah, yeah. Shadow, Shadow Kingdom for putting out yeah. all our rituals. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That was Shadow Kingdom. Yes, yes. Oh, we yeah. got it all mixed up. Yeah, we've been drinking all day, taking yeah. pictures of shit. No. No, no, Rockstar. Iron Shield. Yeah. The next song. So, Iron Shield Records We want to have a new record. And we want to do a shout out to them. And um, also, our, all of our fans, of course. Who uh, keep giving us support and uh, keep wanting us to do this and shit. Also, uh, also the uh, awesome people running RPM Fest in Western Massachusetts. Hell yeah, definitely. You know, yep, and all and all the awesome band, bands we've played, we we've, we've toured with and played shows shows with in the past. Hell yeah. yeah! And as always, links will be listed below. So give a like, a share, and a follow. Support these guys in any way you can. Go to the Bandcamp, buy the merch. Actually, I look on the Bandcamp page right now, and it's there's a lot of stuff that's sold out on there. So yeah, <laughs> we need to get more merch. More merch is coming. Definitely. Uh, so put- if you can't buy physical merch, would- buy the buy the digital. I know we've been talking about looking yeah. at albums, but yeah, support we have we have digital albums. We're gonna we're we're gonna get new merch made in the next few months. So. uh Keep an eye on our social media pages. We'll keep people keep people updated. But until but but until then, you know, digital copies of all our albums are are available. Hell yeah! You know, it's not it's not the same as a CD or an LP, but you, it you know, still gets you know, the job done for your ears. Exactly, still still gets the job done, and you know, and, you know, we appreciate the hell out of the support, no matter no matter what type of support it is. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So, guys. Final question of the day is sure. what album changed your life? Oh. Ooh. It's oh. hard it's hard for me to pick one album. I got one. Okay. Sepultura Beneath the Remains. Because nice. I'm a drummer and my drumming so much of that album comes out in my drumming just kind of like not even on, on purpose. It's just like the way I do my fills and everything. It's just like so Igor Cavalera style from that album. 
because like like the time I listened to was like 13 years old, and that album changed my life. Definitely for me, uh, Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys, Keys Part One, like 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 uh, Michael Keesk's uh, falsettos on that albums are, fu- are are like are like fucking and fucking amazing, and that album was a huge part part of of of, of why why I wanted to do do, do so, so many falsettos and why I sing the way I do. Hell yeah, I can dig that. What about you, Sam? Um, it would definitely have to be uh, Screaming for Vengeance. For sure. Screaming for Vengeance! Um, yep, because as soon as like I figured out what that was that I was hearing, um, it definitely put heavy metal on the map for me. And it all, you know, just kind of started from there. Like I was probably about 13, 12, 13 when I actually started getting into like music, you know, because my parents are older, so like they, like my mom has some records up in the attic, and I took through those, but mostly like, you know, 60s, 70s, I think the door. But, you know, I didn't, not, nothing really too hard or heavy. So like for me, like discovering Judas Priest, like on the radio, like that had come. Great stuff, you know, and, and uh, once I found out what the album was, I was like, Judas Priest, like, wow, this is great. Like, I, I realized what him it was, and I'm like, yeah, this is like what you're playing, you know, this is the fucking music that fucking gets me. I get it. Hell yeah. Ever since then, been fucking heavy metal. Sure. Definitely. And, and it seems like a lot of Priest fans are a Screaming for Vengeance fan or Defenders of the Faith fan. I've noticed that that's a real hard division line a lot of times because I'm a Screaming for Vengeance guy as well. Like, because it's just like the fucking power behind it. And, and I'm not saying Defenders is not a, not a good album because it obviously it is. But like, Absolutely. to me, it's like Screaming for Vengeance and and no looking back. Yeah, like I, like, I don't know, like, The Sentinel is, like, my favorite, like, rock song of, like, all fucking time. <laughs> so, so, like, The Sentinel, like, takes my bias to Defenders, but they're, they're both fucking amazing. They're, it's just, like, the fucking Jewish Priest, uh, fucking Iron Maiden question. It's, like, fucking, like, who you fucking pick? It's, like, it's not fair. It's, like, the question's not fair. <laughs> right. Uh, Turbo. Ah. Is, of course, we love Turbo Lover, Carmine. Well, you know, not even just that album. The whole Turbo album is fucking sick. Well, have you actually read Confess from Rob Halford? I actually listened to the whole biography. Yes. Um, Like, I I definitely recommend you listen to the autobiography because Because he reads it. Rob Halford speak like his whole, you know, piece in his own words, his own little, you know, like, um, accent and everything like it's just like you, you just get it cool like you get what he was going through the time like the inflection of the words and like you know like for me like you know I, I deliver packages like as a day job so like I don't have the time to really like read but like, read a book right so but like, the audio book like, yeah yeah like like I listen to podcasts and audiobooks and that's that's my shit because I can just listen to it and do my thing and uh, being able to hear that like it's it's like he's sitting right there just telling you the story and like it, you almost feel like you're his best friend by the time you're done absolutely no i agree with that but the what i was getting at with that is where he tells about the record label fucking them over on turbo because it was yeah. supposed to be a double album called twin turbo it was yeah twin turbos right yeah and he just he tells the story on why they you know why they did it and it's yeah it, it's super cool yeah for but, sure man but guys, seriously, thank you so much for being on the Metal Forge this week. This has been super rad. You guys have been awesome to talk to. Hell yeah, man. I, Hell yeah. Nice yeah. to talk to you as well, dude. Definitely. Yeah. So off, off of Fallout Rituals, what are we going to play out today? 
Oh, what are we going to play out on Fallout Rituals? Yeah. Oh, let, let, oh, let's go brutal, right? Let's do a brutal one. Legions Arise. Yeah, Legions Arise. All right. Because it's got our guitar. Because at the end of it, I don't know if you know the whole album. At the end of it, it's got a nice little surprise at the end. Hell yeah! So you heard these I'm guys for a gang vocal track that went awry, but then sounded awesome. So hell yeah! Yes. So the little nugget from the song. As you heard them, this is from the album Fallout Rituals. This is Legions Arise.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.